This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Pentagon's Inspector General has released its latest compendium of all the recommendations DOD still has not resolved. By numerous measures, things are getting worse, not better. For example, the number of recommendations awaiting for attention for at least five years has doubled since last year. For more, Federal News Network's Jared Serbu spoke with the Principal Assistant Inspector General for Audit, Troy Meyer. Within the first two years of us issuing a recommendation, the department has actually done a good job of implementing the recommendation. But after the two-year mark, the progress does slow, and uh, the number of aged recommendations, number of recommendations that are over five years old, is growing at an increasing uh, pace. Just to give you an example, uh, this year we reported 170 recommendations that were over uh, five years old. Last year that number was 80, and that number, uh, the, the 170 number, has uh, tripled uh, since we first started uh, tracking uh, recommendations over five years old in, in 2018. So what that tells us, more attention uh, needs to be paid uh, by on the part of the department on those older recommendations. Yeah, that 80 last year versus 170 this year certainly jumped out at me also. Is there, I'm sure this is multifactorial, but is, is there any coherent explanation for that? I mean, you said things tend to get lost after two years or so. Any theories as to why that might be the case? Well, some some recommendations are more complex than others, but we noticed the biggest challenge uh, does uh, pertain to the implementation or revision of policies, procedures, and, and guidance. Of the 170 recommendations, 65 were related to revising and implementing uh, guidance. Uh, the Army uh, owns the largest number of recommendations over five years old, and they also own the oldest recommendation. That was from a, a report that was issued in 2006 uh, regarding the uh, revision of policy related to uh, security uh, background checks. Uh, That recommendation was made uh, to other components within the department, and they implemented uh, interim guidance. The Army did not, and 14 years later, that uh, updated guidance is uh, undergoing a legal sufficiency review. And when we look at cases where recommendations have gone unaddressed for long periods of time, is it mostly the case that the department has agreed to take action in accordance to what you've recommended and just hasn't yet? Or there are a lot of cases where they've just flat out disagreed with the recommendations and and so they're probably never going to get corrected. Um, actually, uh, for the most part, the, the agency has agreed with our, our recommendations. I think of the, the 1,600 uh, recommendations that we reported, uh, well over 1,400 of them the department uh, agreed with. So it is a, more of a matter of taking timely uh, action to imp- implement those recommendations. The, uh, the issues in the compendium obviously span the entire breadth and depth of what the department does and, and what your oversight role is. So it's really hard to, to get into a lot of details on what's open. But I, but I would like to talk about the process a little bit, by which I mean the process by which you interact with DOD and try to try to tackle some of these longstanding issues. What does that look like? What are the interfaces and relationships between the OIG and DOD management to try to hopefully make progress against these? Well, after our uh, the issuance of our first uh, compendium, uh, the Secretary of Defense uh, directed the uh, Chief Management uh, Officer to uh, get a handle on our open recommendations. So each month, uh, we get together with uh, representatives from the Office of the Chief Management Officer and senior leadership within the department. 
uh, to uh, review uh, the open recommendations. And, and basically, we uh, try to get a commitment from the department on when the uh, recommendations will be implemented. Uh, one of the things that came out in the compendium is that the Air Force and the Army uh, has made a lot of progress in implementing our, our recommendations. And the reason is, uh, one, tone at the top. Uh, the Secretary of the Air Force uh, a few uh, years ago uh, made it a priority to uh, implement OIG recommendations and tasked the uh, uh, Air Force Auditor General to take the lead in working within the department to ensure our recommendations were uh, implemented and to ensure that we get the documentation demonstrating implementation of those recommendations. The Army has a similar process uh, where the Army Auditor General or the Army Inspector General works within the department to ensure the implementation of our recommendations and that we get the documentation necessary. That doesn't, uh, that mechanism uh, isn't consistent throughout the department. Uh, for example, uh, the Navy has lagged behind in implementing our recommendations. Last year, the responsibility for implementing OIG recommendations oversight of that was transferred to the uh, Navy Auditor General. And we have a new Navy Auditor General, and we're uh, optimistic that we can make some progress over the next year. So roughly the same process that's been successful in the Army and the Air Force? There, there is a, a mechanism I understand where, where if you, you really don't get any progress or get any satisfaction at lower levels, issues can be raised all the way up to the deputy secretary level. And I'm just curious how often that happens with any particular recommendation. Uh, it it hasn't happened. There is a reluctance to uh, raise issues uh, to the uh, deputy secretary. We try to uh, resolve issues at the at the lowest possible level, uh, but you know they they do get uh, raised to various uh, levels uh, within the within the department up to the uh, chief management uh, officer uh, level, um, and we do try to resolve uh, a lot of those recommendations at at that level. So back to numbers issues here. In, in 2019, there were 30 recommendations that the OIG designated as high priority that warranted priority attention by the services and DOD components. This year, there's 35. Maybe just talk a little bit about the process by which you decide things, you know, warrant that high priority attention and, and maybe give us a few examples of, of things that have risen to that level. When we uh, when we identify high priority recommendations, uh, some of the things that we consider are the age of the recommendation, the congressional interest, the benefits that we believe the department will achieve by implementing uh, the recommendation, and the department's progress in implementing the recommendation. We also try to uh, get a cross section of recommendations that represent our uh, top management challenges, uh, which is a report that we issue uh, every uh, year. The the department, uh, in in our opinion, has made limited progress in implementing these recommendations. Uh, we, had, you know, as you mentioned, we identified uh, 30 last year. We are carrying over uh, 21 recommendations uh, from last year to to this year. Uh, the department has implemented five recommendations, and we believe in the other four, they um, they were making progress, and that's why we didn't include those recommendations. Uh, an example uh, would be uh, a, a report we issued last year on excess profits earned by uh, the Transdyne uh, Corporation on uh, sole source uh, spare parts. Uh, even though the contracting officers uh, did what they were supposed to and followed the FAR, um, 
Transdime, uh, we reported that Transdime earned uh, excess profits, and we recommended that the department look at the uh, laws and regulations regarding what uh, a company has to provide uh, when it's a sole source uh, award. Otherwise, this is uh, the this is going to continue. This type of thing where uh, companies are earning excess profits are going to continue on these types of uh, uh, spare parts. Uh, another uh, high priority recommendation is an evaluation we issued on uh, service law enforcement agencies uh, providing fingerprint cards and uh, final disposition reports to, to the FBI. Uh, what we found is these were not being consistently done, and if the FBI doesn't have uh, those records, it could impede uh, a criminal an investigation. Troy Meyer, the Principal Assistant DOD Inspector General for Audit, speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. We'll post a link to this year's compendium of open recommendations at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.